Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Nate. And we are going to tell you all the things you really want to hear for teens. So if there's anything that we haven't talked about yet or questions that you have that you'd like to know about, let us know by emailing us at realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And that's the number four. So once again, realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our new episodes every week. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Part two. Oh yes, part two of parents and divorce. We did have one question this week and the question was, I'm going through a really hard time with my best friend right now and I was just wondering if you guys could do an episode on friends and friends splitting up and becoming more distant. I don't know if we're going to get a whole episode, but we can definitely talk about this for a while, for sure. Yeah, we can. Because that's a big issue. It is a big issue, especially what I noticed when I was growing up was when I went from like junior high to high school, friends became more distant and you weren't as close to friends. And that was really hard for me with one friend in particular, wanted to kind of hang out with other people cooler people i guess and how could they be cooler than you i'm just saying i don't know i wasn't very cool in high school it's pretty cool now i'm just saying (laughs) yeah i guess so for junior high and it was hard for me and we went one year without really being friends and then the next year we became really close again but it's always hard because you think you're going to be such strong friends with someone and it doesn't always end up that way. So what did you what did you do? I made other friends. I didn't burn any bridges. Like I wasn't rude to that friend. It I mean I was hurt, but I was never rude to them about it. And so that way if they wanted to be friends later, I was still okay being friends. And I just tried to make new friends and enjoy school and the most, like get the most out of it that I could because sitting around being like sad about it wasn't going to help me. And sitting thinking about that friend, that wasn't, it wasn't going to help me. So I kind of had to move on, make new friends, but still be like kind and say hi in the hallways and friendly. And then when they wanted to start hanging out again, we did. That makes sense. Like. So I I teach, especially being a junior high teacher, right? I teach with analogies a lot. And when when Jess was talking, I thought of a friendship is kind of like, you know, a seed. And you plant it and you nourish it and it grows and it turns into something. Um, But just because you might not be able to be with that friend for a time doesn't mean that that plant, whatever it was that grew, isn't still in existence. If you don't cut it and burn it and destroy it, right? So as long as you leave it in existence, you can still go back to it. And what I mean by that is this, okay? I have um, I have a few pretty close friends in my life yeah. um, now, and I don't talk to them all the time. Like it'll go months and I won't talk to them. And I know that sounds weird for some of you guys because friends are life, but as you get older, it changes. Anyway, um, but whenever I go back and talk to them, it's almost like, 
you know, if I planted all these seeds all over my yard and I just walked from one point in my yard to the next and looked at all these plants that I'm growing, it's almost like I just kind of go to one side of my yard where my friend is and start seeing them again. We just pick up right where we left off. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to happen as you get older. You're going to make more friends. You're going to make new friends. And it doesn't mean that your old friends still aren't your friends. They still are. You still have those connections. You're still connected with memories and experiences. Um, And in reality, if you're not, and you've tried to cultivate it and keep it alive, and your friend hasn't, it sucks. It really, really does. But in reality, like, there's really nothing you can do about that other than just kind of hope and wait. And I would honestly say that most of the time, those friendships still kind of come back around. Yeah, for sure. And if it's a really important relationship to you, don't burn the bridges. Just wait it out. We all change as we grow up and we maybe change our hobbies or like different things. And that's okay. But if it's an important relationship, just still be kind. I would recommend like you don't put way more into the relationship than they do. You know, if you're always asking them, hey, do you want to hang out? And they're always like flaking on you and not showing up. Maybe it's time to take a step back and find someone else to hang out with for a while. Yeah. I mean, going back to my analogy, hopefully the analogy made sense in the first place. Nate is full of great analogies. Well, at least I think they're great. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes I laugh. (laughs) Well, I mean, just going back to the plant analogy, if you water a plant over and over and over and over, you oversaturate it, right? It's going to wilt. It's going to suffer from that. So it's kind of the same idea. Like if you have a friend that is trying to distance themselves for whatever reason, as hard as it is, allow them that distance. Yeah. Let them have the distance. Because think about it again with the plant. If you watered it a ton, that water is just going to pool, right? But if you step back and you wait and the ground starts to dry out a little bit and it cracks a little bit and then you give it water, what's it going to do to the water? The point is, is if you distance yourself and you're just kind of still there, but kind of not, that person's really never going to go away because I guarantee you they're going to remember who you are. They're going to remember the memories that you've shared. And it's never going to be something that's completely cut off. Yeah. Interesting thing about plants. I love my garden. I love, 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 love planting plants and taking care of them. And buying every plant she can at the store. Oh, yes. And I picked a cucumber today off a plant. It was teeny tiny, but that's okay. But an interesting thing about it is if you water like a tomato plant too much, you will not get tomatoes from it. Yeah, that's true. It'll grow to... It'll grow really, really big, mm-hmm. but you won't get tomatoes. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. But on the other hand, if this friend is not being kind to you or not treating you well, that can be really hard to end that friendship if you have been friends for a really long time and you used to have good memories and now all of a sudden they're not being kind to you. That can be really hard, but I still recommend like taking a step back from that. You don't deserve to be treated unkindly and maybe they're influenced by other friends and maybe they'll come around. Well, you don't need to put yourself through that. Don't do that. And and, and if they're taking a break, you should take the break too. Mm -hmm. Um, if well, there's, there's a quote, it goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is if you're absent from one another, your hearts will grow fonder of each other at some point again in the future. And like Jess said, it was a year later, 
Um, but that friend that she's talking about, they were inseparable um, forever, pretty much. Yeah, So we were forever. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just kind of how it goes. So just have patience with yourself. Have patience with the situation. Have patience with the scenario. Don't get all sad. Don't be all worried about it. It's going to work out, and it's going to be okay. Um, t- things with, especially in like these teenage years, things are flighty. Things change a lot, whether you want them to or not, they do. And the reason that they do is just because uh, you guys are, you guys have a lot going on and it, things just come and go and change, but it's hard. And that's part of why we wanted to do this is help you guys get through these hard things that you guys go through. So. Exactly. Cause it is hard and it is life. Like how you said, friends or life. They really are at your age. Well, they are because I've told my students this um, in my classes. You guys don't have, you know, being a teenager and really into your 20s and for guys into your 30s for some of us, you don't have a main part of your brain. Um, it, you it, always talk about this. I know. It doesn't work. That frontal lobe, it gives you a sense of self. It well, doesn't it's work. it's not fully developed. Okay, but it, it doesn't work very well, which work. is why friends are so important to you because your friends help you feel your sense of self. They help you feel who you are and where you're coming from and all those things. That's why they're so important. And as you get older, that frontal lobe gets more developed. And I mean, have I talked about this already? Like... We, I think we have. I'm sorry. It's times. it's so well, fascinating. Well, no, usually you talk about like the emotional part of the brain, the amygdala. Yeah. It's, it's just fascinating. It is so fascinating. The way your guys' brain works, just understand it's normal. And they're still going to care about you. But like Jess said too, the summertime, it can just be different. Sometimes people it's are just different. weird in the summertime. So. Yeah. So maybe take a step back or try for a while. And then if it doesn't work out. Take a step back, but be open and honest with your feelings and be open and honest with them. I think that's will be the most beneficial thing. Yeah. You ready for part two? Yeah, so where do you want to start? Well, we were talking about Oh, we were like talking step about step parents and divorces. Step parent relationships and how you get through that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we are talking about not like fully understanding what's going on in a parental relationship if they're getting a divorce and that's probably for the best, at least while you're young. But let's talk about actually going through the divorce. And you were pretty young, right? How old were you? Um, Third grade. Eight. Eight or nine. And I was... Five, so I don't have, I mean, I guess I was five and then 11 when we moved out and then 15, 16 when the divorce finally went through and then in my 20s and you had more divorces too that you've been through. So, well, and then I went, ages. I went through my own divorce too yeah. and I was, I was married and got divorced and. So how do kids deal with the actual divorce part? Well, like someone, a parent leaving the home, that's got to be rough. The first thing that I would tell you guys is it's not your fault. Um, I really remember thinking up until 
my teens, my later teens, even, I remember thinking it was my fault. And I really honestly like internalized and believed that. Um, so I would say it's not your fault. Um, the reason why it's important for you to know that it's not your fault is that it can stir up a lot of emotions. It can make yeah. you angry. It can make you frustrated. It can make you mad at your parents, your siblings, everything. Um, and that just kind of makes the situation worse. Worse. So. No, it for sure does. And I think we talked about that a little bit on the last episode and how, because we talked about the top reasons why people get a divorce and it's not kids. It's finances, communication. Infidelity. So, that's actually not one of... I don't think that's one of the top. Is it not? That's still a big know. reason though. Yeah, probably. Um, so how do you deal with that? You have two parents, one of them's leaving. Maybe you feel like <laughs> you owe it to one parent to be with them. Or you feel like you don't want to let one of them down. And honestly, ugh, that's a, such a tough situation for kids that... It's just so hard that they have to go through that and they feel like they have to choose a parent over the other one. Yeah. And then they have to learn how to deal with like living at one house and then going to the other and having different sets of rules and then parents starting dating again. So let's talk about the first part of that. How do they feel like what's the best way for a teenager or a kid to feel like they're not... Like, oh, how do I describe it? Giving one parent more love than the other one, I guess. That, hmm. well, I think it depends on how the situation is going down. Yeah. I think it depends on the communication or lack thereof between the parents. Um, I've seen this with students many, many times, for example, where you'll have one parent who um, really throws it in the face of the other one that it's their fault and the kids are in the middle. They're like a bartering piece. That's so sad. It it really, really is. And I think the parents are using the kids to hurt the other parent in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jess has seen that um, in her teaching as well. And, and, and that's, that's rough. Um, and, and obviously if you're going through that or you've been through that or you know somebody that's going through that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's why, again, I say it's not your fault because that situation makes it feel like it is. Yeah, and you can try to say, like, hey, I really would prefer, like, if you text them or you call them. Yeah, that's important. And that might make your parent upset, but you can just be open and honest and maybe not in the middle of them being upset, say it, but when... I don't know, choose a good time to talk to him. I think we've talked about that a little bit and say, I don't, I feel like I'm placed in the middle of this and it's really hard for me because I want a relationship with both of you. I think it's important for me to have a relationship with both of you. I don't know what parent wouldn't listen to that. If you came to them like level-headed and calm and it, at a good time to talk. Yeah. So one of the hard things is to be the middleman. Um, and I know I felt like that a lot when I was growing up just because uh, my parents, they had times where they got along and times where they didn't. And I didn't like having to be that bridge between the two. That was hard. And Mm -hmm. so I think that if you guys will kind of step up and be like, you know, mom or dad or both, whatever, 
I really don't want to be the communication piece between you guys. You had me. You made the decision to get a divorce. You guys need to work it out. It's not my job. And that's going to be a rough conversation to have. But if you can have it, I really think that it will help you. And really, in this situation, you're what matters most. Yeah. And when you're having that conversation, try to use I statements. Like, I feel like I'm in the middle. I feel like this wasn't my choice. You know, then they're more willing to listen rather than saying, like, you did this to me. And you always put yeah. me in the middle, but using your I statements. By using that, that they don't take blame mm-hmm. on what you're saying. They are going to be more. And, and, and really, this is just kind of talking skills for any situation. Even if you're talking to your friends, like we were mentioning earlier, if you use I statements, they it's harder to take what somebody says as personal because you're saying it about yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I statements are fantastic. Yeah, for sure. So how, what if they get the choice, uh, which parent to move in with? How do they make that choice? Did um, you ever have that choice? I had that choice a couple times. Did you? Yeah. I chose to live with my mom and then I chose to live with my dad and kind of went back and forth. That is rough. And, and, and in most cases, you know, it's a... Uh, every other weekend that you see one parent and you're with the other parent for most of the time, mm-hmm. it's almost like that other parent is really just an absentee parent. I, you know, I don't need, I don't even know, like in my divorce, my, my own personal divorce, not with my parents, but mine with my ex-wife, we had a 50, 50 divorce and the kids were at my house half the time and they were at her house half the time. And I don't know that that was any better either because my, my kids really had a hard time developing any normalcy. So I don't know what the best answer is. I know that the courts um, do the every the other weekend the every other weekend thing to try and help kids get some normalcy. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough. It's really 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 rough. And so all I can say is is if you're gonna make a decision to move in with one parent, well, when you do, if you have to, um, that's a personal decision, and you're gonna need to make that all on your own. Um, again, I've heard of students who have parents that they start bribing their chi- their children to move in with them instead with phones and clothes and all these things. Um, I can tell you um, monetary valued items don't replace love. They just don't. And if you're living with a parent based on uh, you're going to be spoiled more or they have a nicer house or whatever, that's not going to help you feel what you really need, I think. Um, so make that decision based on where you individually, you think you're going to be happy. This is your personal decision and you, you know, maybe your parents won't try to manipulate that situation, but if they do just, you know, know that that can be rough unless you're making it for your own personal reasons. So, and when you are looking at that, I mean, there's things that are going to make you happier. Like Nate said, choose which place would make you happier. But honestly, you can't think of like your happiness right now, but in the future, which one is going to benefit you the most, which one, which parent is going to help you more with your goals and your values? How do you want to live your life? You know, and that would be, I think that's such a hard situation for kids to have to decide. And that's why oftentimes courts just decide for the kids. And they don't really have a say so in it. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes that might be easier because then you don't feel like you're 
letting one parent down or choosing one parent over the other. But if you do have to make that choice, just maybe write a list of pros and cons. There you go. And think about your future, not just, you know what, playing video games all day and staying up late and having a really nice house and a swimming pool in the backyard makes me happy. You know, really think about your goals and what you want. Yeah. I mean, really, like we talked about goals a lot on this yeah. podcast already. If you've got those, remember those five core values that you've written, pick the parent that's going to help you meet those five core values the best. And if it comes down to it and you're like, oh, wow, they both will, then go back to what Jess just said and write down a list of pros and cons. I've done this, you know, before with, you know, like picking a, a place to eat lunch. I mean, it, 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 that sounds silly, but mentally in your head, like you do these pros and con lists. But if you're like writing something out, write down like your top five reasons why it's good, your top five reasons why it's bad, and then compare both sides and see, you know, where you're at. And if you can't come up with as many negatives on one side, you've picked your winner. So I'm just imagining you like, oh, God, oh we... do I want to go to Zufa's or cubbies she, today hmm she doesn't and then he realize. has like a notebook that he writes down i don't Pros write it down to zupas i don't write it down they have fancy lemonades but i <laughs> do i do honestly have a pros and cons like okay do i feel fat today let's see and if do that's you, the whoa, case whoa 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 no body shaming well, i'm here, just saying the point that. is is how healthy do i want Nate, to eat today which what? usually i eat pretty healthy we all but, have fat oh stop it that's like one of my favorite quotes, you know? We have fat. We are not fat. We also have toes. We are not toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I go I go through it, but I really. I know what you're saying. In my mind, I think that too. Like, oh, I really love the french fries at this place, but I really like the burgers at this place, and I have to weigh out those Or, but I really like that, uh, what is it? The buffalo chicken salad at Cubby's. Oh, yes. Yeah, so good. If and you have a Cubby's near you, fries. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, that can be my splurge. Buffalo blue cheese And their huckleberry good. shake is actually pretty good. We love Cubby's. Anyway, we're not we're not promoting that. We didn't get, like, sponsored. I mean, that'd be cool. That's just our own personal. Do you think we get, like, free stuff from Cubby's? No, and we probably shouldn't talk we about it too shouldn't. much. We're going to get, like, slammed. Probably. oh speaking of goals i want to tell you guys this this is kind of funny i my son got out a notebook we were playing a game tonight as a family and my son handed me a notebook and said here mom you can write the answer on this and i said okay and i looked on the page and in younger (laughs) handwriting that was kind of hard to understand just because the spelling was off it said do 10 sit-ups a day until I reach a hundred. And I said, what is this? And they said, oh, and that was the two boys, our youngest. They're like, that's what we just wanted to do. And it made me, my mama heart so happy that they were at, writing goals down. At seven and almost nine years old, they were writing goals. Yes, 10 sit-ups a day until they reach hundred. Until they reach a hundred, so 10 days. Or maybe they're doing 10 reps of 10. Well. I don't know. They have little six-pack abs, I'll tell you. So cute. Yeah, goals are important. We love them. Okay, so let's discuss how they have to change at different houses, like different sets of rules. I remember at mine, 
my parents both had totally <laughs> different parenting styles. Like, and completely different. And sometimes it's almost in spite of the other parent, I swear. Oh, I swear it is too sometimes. But they had different parenting styles. We had different just day-to-day things. How we ate dinner, what we ate for dinner, how we were disciplined, how we spent money, what kind of cars we drove in, what kind of house we lived in. I feel like everything was so different. What time we went to bed, what time we woke up. All of those things were so different. And as a kid, I mean, I just kind of got used to it. I knew I could get away with more at my dad's than at my mom's. I just get yelled at at my dad's and my mom's. I'd have to like actually sit in time out or something. So I, I, you kind of figure that out. And that's almost a bad thing because I feel like you can kind of manipulate the situation as a kid. Did you ever notice that? Well, yeah, I mean... Believe it or not, you guys are actually really smart. Teenagers actually they are really are. so smart. Well, I mean, teenagers I, I get swear, a bad rap. I know. I swear, everywhere I go, teenagers have a bad rap. But like you know, there's always that awesome. old neighbor guy that sprays you with the hose if you get too close to his yard, or yells at you because you're <laughs> too loud, or dang kids, right? No, but in reality, you guys actually are pretty smart. Um, I've seen that in my classrooms. Um, the number one thing kids try to do from day one is. What can we get away with in here? Mm-hmm. How can we push their buttons? How can we get them off topic? How can we get them to whatever? You know, and, and, and that's really kind of like your game. And you'll do it in any situation with parents or friends or friends' parents or whatever. And maybe it's not even on purpose, honestly. Yeah, maybe not. And it's also not always to be mean either. It's to be fun too. So the point is, is when you're in a situation where you've got parents who are kind of feeding off of each other and they're separated and they've got different rules and everything else, you can manipulate that to your advantage, but just know that if you do, it's not really helping you. And it's also not helping your parents situation because they will fight with each other over those things too, which only makes tensions worse. And if you've got siblings, just know that it's as hard on them as it is on you. Um, and so really, if you've got siblings and you're going through a divorce and you're not really openly talking to them about those things, I would start talking. And I know that can be hard because siblings can be super annoying. Um, I love mine, but they were rough when I was young and I was rough too. But now they're some of my best friends as I get older. The point is, is... If I would have known to talk to them, I think it would have really helped to lighten the load a lot. For sure. You have to be careful if they're really young talking to them and sharing it's, too well, much information yeah, it's true. with them. But Jessica's also the baby. I'm just saying. I am the baby. Well, only for nine years, remember? That's true. But and then you, my little brother came along. You couldn't talk to him. He was too young. Yeah. He was too young. He just, and I, what is he? he just barely turned 21, didn't he? 22. Is he 22? 22, yep. So that's tough. It's tough living two different ways and you really just have to make... It's almost two different lives. It almost is. And it is hard, but you have to make the best out of that, the most out of the situation. Well, so I'm reminded of this and I've thought this a couple of times. So I remember when my mom married um, my my stepdad, um, he really tried hard with me um, to make a relationship, to connect. And I I was not 
having it. Well, it kind of was at first, but then I just really turned it into a really big turd, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> and I really wasn't having it. And it, I honestly feel really, really bad about that now. Um, well, okay, so like, just as a disclaimer, those of you that, that don't know, um, my dad, my stepdad was a police officer, um, and he was uh, killed in the line of duty. And I didn't call him dad, and I call him dad now, but I didn't until that day. And that's because of my hardheadedness. I struggled, um, especially with the divorce, I struggled. Um, but he really was a dad to me. And sadly, it took his death for me to realize how much of a dad he really, really was. Um, he helped me so much. And his death was in 2014. So I've had six years to reflect on this. And I can tell you guys, like, he was there for so much. He helped me so, so, so much. And I didn't even get it. I didn't even see it. Even into my 20s and, you know, 30s when, when he died, I didn't see it. And the reason I bring that up is is your parents, when they get a divorce, they're going to marry somebody else. And that person, that person's going to care about you like he cared about me. And if you have a chip on your shoulder, which I totally don't blame you for, I did, okay? But if you have a chip on your shoulder, it's going to make it really hard for that person to connect with you. And eventually they're going to stop. But it could be something really, really neat if you allow them to. They're not trying to replace your parent. They're not trying to be your new mom or dad. They're trying to step in and fill a void that's there because of the divorce, but they're also trying to live their life too, and now you're a part of it. And if you allow them to be a part of your life, I'm telling you, the benefits would far, far, far outweigh any type of anything that you'd have without them. And trust me, I, I know this from personal experience at this point. Yeah. And you almost have to take a step back and not look at them as like a parent. Cause sometimes that's frustrating. Like they're trying to replace my parent, but maybe look at them as an aunt or yeah. an uncle, just someone that cares about you and wants to take care of you. Because if you do sit and push them away, that's just going to make things worse. It really is not going to help anyone at all. And maybe you're upset and maybe you're mad and maybe you don't like them. But just try to give them a chance. Yeah, and also know that it's also going to make it hard on your mom or dad. Um, this is a person that whether you like who they've chosen to be their new spouse or not, this is the person they chose. Mm -hmm. And they love that person. And if you're hard on them as a step parent, it's going to make it hard on your parent too. Um, trust me from personal experience, going through a divorce myself, it really, really is hard going from being married to somebody and being with them every single day to now all of a sudden being alone, being single, not having that connection anymore. It really was rough. And when you find somebody you just want to have that person around again and you have to move on. You have to get remarried. Your parents, whether you realize it or not, well, I mean, I'm sure not all of them, but most of them are miserable being alone. So when they find somebody, just know that they're going to be a lot happier with someone in their life than without it. And if you're trying to push them apart, you're really only making it harder on that parent. Yeah. And if you are feeling though, 
Like maybe you went from spending so much time with your parent and then they got married and you're not spending time with them. And that could be really hard on a kid. But you have to be open and honest to that parent. And or a 20-year-old, almost. Hmm? You went through that. Oh, I did. I totally did when my mom got married. It was rough on me. But just sitting down with that parent and talking to them and being open with them. Like, hey, I really miss the time we used to spend together. And I understand that you are married now. And that should be a priority in your life. But maybe can you and I spend some one-on-one -on -one time together still? You know, I don't, I think that would mean a lot to a parent. Just kind of talking to them almost like you're an adult. That really helps. Yeah. Well, and you got to remember, no matter how old you get, life happens. And you're going to hear that. Life happens. And what I mean by that is, is things are going to come up. Things are going to get in the way. People are going to be flaky. They're going to be late. Nothing's going to go according to plan. It's just life. And 99% of the time, it's not personal. It's just life. Mm -hmm. I live, what, less than a mile away from my grandma. Um, and we're, we're less than a mile away. And I love my grandma. I mean, but I, I never see her. And it's just because, it's not because I don't want to, not see her it's not because i want to seclude myself from her it's just that life just happens you get busy and it it's it's just what it is yeah and that conversation can kind of bring them back to reality yeah exactly you know? exactly my and dad it, my dad came over and said hey you need to go see grandma more and so we actually made an effort to see grandma more we did exactly because he we had that conversation it's like no you're right or oh i didn't really think about that or it's just you might actually snap them into reality and it might actually really help them to see, oh yeah, I need to put some more time here. So for sure. Yeah, I think that's important. And then, all right. So we've gone over like how to choose what house, how to make the best out of switching houses back and forth, how to create relationships with the step parents, which I'm a step parent and I really like everything Nate said. I'm not trying to replace my stepkids mom I am not that's not what I'm doing but I love them and I want to take care of them so naturally I'm going to be a parental figure in their life because that's my job you know I do laundry and I help out and I'm married to their dad and we're a team so and I know that's been really hard but my stepkids are open to like having relationships with me which i'm really blessed it's taken a long time though yeah we've been married 12 years well we celebrate our 12th year anniversary here soon couple days crazy but it know, has it's taken a long time and but it takes and she effort has worked so hard on both parts i think like it, the it's kids true. and the parents and it seemed like what when they were younger they were less willing to try and the older they've gotten, the more they've been willing to, to put in some effort, right? Yeah, I think so. So overall, I mean, life, if you have to go through a parental divorce, that's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard. And you can kind of decide what you're going to take from that. Are you going to learn from it? Are you going to have it help you in the future with your relationships? Or are you going to be so sad and angry and mad 
and live life angry because I've seen people who their parents have gone through divorces and they hold on to that for a long time and you ultimately get to make that decision and you get to be mad about it. You get to feel hurt about it. 100%. But how long you hold on to those feelings is up to you. Counseling and therapy is amazing. It really, there's so many good counselors and therapists out there. And sometimes it takes going to a few and understand that as a minor, they can like talk to parents, especially if they're worried about like abuse and stuff. But that really, really can help. Just talking to someone, getting it out. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, write in a journal or have someone you can confide in and talk to them about your emotions because it's normal to feel hurt and upset and maybe betrayed and maybe abandoned. I don't know all these different emotions. You're really grieving and you can go through the five steps of grief with a divorce. Yeah, because it's hard. It's hard to go through that and no one can tell you the right or wrong way to do it. And your best friend may have gone, her parents may have gone through divorce or his and they may react totally different than you and that's okay but you need a way to express those emotions yeah i mean i actually literally was sitting here thinking about counseling and how it's so important i went through counseling as a kid i didn't even know how many times i can remember sitting there thinking this is so stupid i don't Mm want to do this can i just get out of here i'm here because i'm supposed to be but i don't want to be guys like you can have that mindset But I promise you, like, if you actually take the time to sit and really just talk to somebody and get some ideas, get some help on, um, you know, what you can do to overcome something, it will make a world of difference. But it's all mindset. I teach this to my students, too. It's all perspective. It's all your perspective. What's your perspective? And you get to decide. Mm-hmm. it's so, so, so important. So if you get the chance, I would heavily, if you're going through divorce or your parents have, and you get a chance, go get some counseling. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not weak. I no. mean, we, 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 we all have challenges. As humans, we have challenges. We live in a world where you have to be perfect. And perfection means success. And success means wealth and riches and all these things. This is coming from a teacher. I'm never going to be, you know, monetarily wealthy ever but I think that I'm successful because I get to do what I love. So the point is, is counseling can help you see a different side of things. They can help you see the silver lining or the good hidden in the bad. You just have to look for it. Yeah. And your mental health is just as important as your physical health. If you had a broken leg, you would go to the doctor. You wouldn't be embarrassed. You wouldn't feel ashamed of that. You would go to the doctor and they would help. So if you are having emotional problems, you should go get help and talk to someone about it. There's nothing to be ashamed of with going to therapy. I have loved going to therapy. It's given me so many, so much good advice and we've, just... We've been a couple times as a married couple, by the way. We have. Yeah. And it's benefited, a benefit, benefited? It's been a big benefit to us. It's been very beneficial. There you go. That works too. To us throughout our marriage and with our family. And I just thought of this. um, And I hope this is on point. I think it is. But I remember hearing a story. um, Well, it was just an analogy or an idea that Kobe Bryant shared. Love him, hate him, whatever. But 
this idea really sung to me. He said, imagine that you had a horrible injury, like you tore your hamstring or something like that. And you're laid up and you can't really move. And you're downstairs in your house and a fire breaks out and your family's caught upstairs on the top floor. Would you have the strength and the ability to get up and get them out of the house at that point? And he pauses and he's like, dang right you would. You know you would find a way to get up there and get them down because you had to. And this is what I'm saying about the mental aspect of it. You have a physical injury in that instance, but mentally you're able to set it aside because you know you have to help. You know you have to get up there and pull those people out. Mm -hmm. And so going back to what Jessica, Jessica said, um, your mental health is probably even more important than your physical health because your mental health can push you to do things that you just will not or cannot or don't think you can do. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps with motivation and seeing things just through a different lens. And I just appreciated that different perspective when we went to counseling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really helpful. So. All right. If you guys have any other questions, though, about parents or divorce specifically, let us know. Or if we weren't able to cover anything in, in depth enough, send a question, um, send an email. Um, if you want a topic that we need to cover or go more in depth on, let us know. As the school year gets closer, we have um, kind of a structure of things that we're going to do. But right now, it's kind of all stuff that you guys want to know about. But the more feedback we get from you guys, the better. Um, and really like if, if this is helping you, um, share, um, tell people about it, get it out to everyone that you, you tell it to could, it could help them. Um, I hope it does. I mean, that's really honestly what we're hoping to do with this. So yeah. And let us know if it's helping you too. email us and just say, Hey, thanks well, for this. Or how has it helped you in your life or still send us your goals? Yeah, that's been, that's I mean, been that's fun. the thing. Like we really do do this for you guys. So to know that it makes a difference that's really beneficial for us because it kind of is fuel to uh to keep on moving um i i've really enjoyed making these podcasts um this is our seventh one we've been doing this seven weeks wow and i'll keep doing it like this is something that i'll keep going if i know this is something that you guys out there um find beneficial um but just just let us know and remember you can email us at what is it again <laughs> <laughs> you never remember real advice Four teens at gmail.com. And it's the number four. And it's the number four. How do you spell advice again? A, you're going to put me on the spot. I'm not an English teacher. A D V I C E. Yeah. And the reason I say that is when I first created this account, well, the account, I wrote it down A D V I S E, but I actually spelt it correctly. So if you've ever sent an email to A D V I S E, it's not going to ever get to us. So, no. It's not. So make sure you spell it right. Yeah. I mean, you know, in this day and age of uh, autocorrect and everything else. So Yeah. Because that's advice. Well, not advice. they, my family didn't, you can do this on iPhones. Jessica did a autocorrect on my phone. So every time I hit the number one, it says, I love you. No, no, no. Actually, that was our kid. It was hilarious. And he changed it to where if you typed in yes, it flipped it to no. Great April Fool's Day prank. Take someone's phone, change their autocorrect. So if they type in yes, it changes it to no. And if they type in no, it changes it to yes. And it's hilarious, except 
Nate didn't find it very funny. Well, it still says I love you when I hit the number one. It does one. not. I deleted it. It still does. And I have to go in and manually put one. And it's Are fine. You Whatever. Sure? I don't mind at this point anymore. But that, you know, it was kind of funny when bringing that up. Oh, it drove me insane, though. No. no, it doesn't. I checked on his phone. I fixed it. I fixed it. Anyway. Yeah. Email us. <laughs> Type in the right email. Subscribe if you haven't. Yes. And let us know what you think. And we, I, I'll tell you this, like looking at our, uh, our following and, and people that listen, there's actually been people all over the world at this point listening. Um, there have been some people from the Middle East, some from uh, a couple of countries in Europe, um, three different countries in Africa, um, some in India and then all over the United States and Canada now too. It's actually been pretty cool to see that grow. Um, so the more you guys share it, the better, um, really sure. hopefully, you know, ho- like I say, hopefully it can help somebody. So yeah. we're not getting anything out of this other than you know, hope, hoping that we can reach someone and help them. So have a wonderful week. Yep. And send us our questions. Send us your questions, guys.